Good evening and welcome to the latest edition of the podcast. As always, I'm joined by Alan and Kath. How are you both doing? Yeah, good. Doing good. Good stuff. Well, we played Dundee United today, which seems like about five minutes ago because we've all <laughs> no longer seen each other. So we'll kick off with that. We started with Vic Essen and goals. Our back, usual back three of McLaughlin, Hill, Doherty. And then midfield was McCauley, Madag, McLean, McCleary, Hardy in the number 10 role, and Howitt and Berry up front. Were we happy with that, Alan? Yeah, very happy with that. Obviously, we, we don't know why Sarah Younes is missing for his squad, but I think we're all happy to see Laura Berry starting, and I think she justified being selected. She didn't go on the score sheet, you know, but uh, she had a really good game, and Massively important. She's got ninety minutes under her belt. Uh, she she's played well, Card, but that bench is kind of a worry again, isn't it? It's very, very bare looking. Yeah, it's quite light. We've got a, a lot of youth on it, and I don't know what's happening with Sarah Ewings, as Alan's just said. I mean, she played most of the game last week, so I don't know. She's picked up a knock or something, and we've got that many out injured at the moment that they are quite light, but. It paid off today. It worked quite well. I would have liked maybe Mia to get a bit of a rest, maybe not start the game and maybe give Mason a chance. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. But it worked quite well in our favour. Everyone kind of gelled quite well. It seems like we're finally clicking and got good partnerships going. Well, the game kicked off, Alan, and within 30 seconds, much to your dismay, Dundee United took the lead. Made a mockery. Everybody predicting Rangers were getting a clean sheet today. That was burst after, as you say, 30 seconds. But listen, uh, Jenna Fife was in goal. Vic Kessin and Jack Butland were all sharing the, the posts. You know, that's still who's going in the top corner. We've complained sort of all season about you no know, keeping clean sheets and conceding goals. But sometimes you just have to take your hat off. That was a sensational strike. Throw in came in, she just turned and absolutely launched one into the top bins, so just fair play. Absolutely, it was a it was a great goal card, but definitely no one that we've seen coming. No, certainly not. I think she's on loan from Celtic, so I'm sure she fair enjoyed that one scoring against us. But you don't you don't save though. She just hits so perfectly. There's no way she could probably do that again if she got another hundred goals at it. So you know. She enjoyed that moment, but then that seemed to rile us up a little bit and get us going. Well, after that, we were kind of frantic. Kind of, I think the players were kind of taken by surprise, but it was a case of anything you could do, we could do better, Alan, because after that, it was banger after banger. And it was the fifth minute that Kirsty Howitt got us back on level terms. She scored finally. Yeah, she got off the mark last week with the only goal and we'd been obviously talking on, on the way up that, you know, it was a game that we really needed to see Kirsty score and to be honest, quite a lot of goals. I, I don't remember a great deal about Kirsty's first goal, but it it got us right back in the game we'd, only four or five minutes after we'd went behind, so got us right back on level terms, settled the team down and we just went for strength to strength here. It was good to see that whenever really let it affect us, Car, we just knuckled back down. I think it was 
early enough that we were always going to come back into it, but it was good to see that we just stuck to our game plan and got back on level terms fairly quick. Yeah, I think there were a couple of chances before Kirsty finally scored for us that, you know, I know as a matter of minutes that we could have been ahead, but it's a lovely cross in from Rachel McLaughlin and Kirsty just kind of easy as you like slots it past the keeper who they only signed today, previously this morning. So, you know, I guess with their current keeper being out injured, they needed somebody in quickly. So, you know, uh, baptism of fire for her, I suppose. But a great cross in from Rachel and Kirsty gets back on the score sheet after scoring last week to, you know, get us rolling. As then after that, Alan, we had kind of had chances we were, again, a bit frantic at that, but then... Those three magic words, penalty Rangers, upsteps, real hardy. Well, it was a, a penalty that everybody shouted for and about us. You know, I believe it was handball. I believe uh, it was quite clear that most people had seen it. Uh, we weren't too sure who was going to take it, but Rio Hardy's come in and scored a goal, so it's not, not really a surprise that she stepped up and took it, but as you say, three magic words. I'll never get sick of hearing them. Yep, that was as Carvo were just going to score. We kept scoring after that. Next to score was Tess, and what a goal! Superb. I kept saying that all day. I must be driving you a lot mad saying superb, but it genuinely was like real. Just kind of cuts it back for Tess, and she just smashes it above the keeper into the net and there's nothing you could do it's almost like it was a free kick she just smashes it home and it's a, for Tess's first goal of the season I believe and it's just a phenomenal goal and she does love to score bangers does Tess so it was just a phenomenal goal and it just really just set the tone for the rest of the game because everyone was just trying to one-up her from that point to who could score the better goal yeah, well, that was a screamer, and then Rio was like, oh, I want one of them, Alan. Rio got her second of the day, four minutes later. It was a, a theme of the day. Uh, we were scoring some sensational goals, and it was coming from what we always want to see the players do, take the shot on early, don't take the extra touch and be closed down. And it was a wee bit of one-upmanship, you know, with, with these goals. They just kept getting better and better. If you go to the end of the month and have a goal in month competition, you could probably all all come from a vote for from today's goals. Absolutely. I don't envy whoever's going to pick the contenders for that because it might just be all Rangers players and that'll upset a few people. <laughs> so then I think Laura Berry was unlucky, Cash. She had a few chances, but I think it just wasn't falling right for her. Um, she was trying her hardest, but we kind of predicted a hat trick for her. But she was the only striker that never got a hat trick. I know. I, I think I was the only one that didn't get my hat trick right this week. You said Kirsty, Alan said Rio, or the other way around, whichever way it was. And I said Laura Berry, and then I didn't get what what I wanted. But she had so many chances. The ball was just bouncing just slightly too far away from her, just a little bit too hard of a hit, and she wasn't getting on the end of it. But apart from that, she had sensational play. I don't know if she got a couple of assists, but near enough that she was, you know, playing everybody else into making goals and creating chances. And 
I don't know if that's her first 90 minutes for us. I might be completely wrong there, but she played the full game and she's played absolutely sensational the whole game. So an absolute credit to herself and her academy again that she's come through and made a mainstay in that team now. Yeah, so I think she, as we've kind of said, Kirsty Howitt's been the one that's been providing everybody, but I think it was Laura that was providing for everybody. And then Kirsty got her second, her second of the day, which was another banger. Alan. Yeah, the edgy box. I'm not entirely sure if it was from where we were sitting, where it was inside or just outside the box. But again, Kirsty Howitt doing Kirsty Howitt things. She's took a shot on early. She doesn't usually need much encouragement to shoot, and no chance for the keeper. Right, right across the keeper, right into top top bins again. And you know, again, the goals just kept getting better. Yep, so we went in at half-time, 5-1 up card. Were you happy with that? I was, because that goal from Kirsty Howitt was an absolute screamer. And it was the, not back heel, but the slide back from Kirsty McLean to just dink it back to her and she just catches it and it curls in. It was just superb. I was very happy with that. Other than the goal we lost, but there's not much you could have done about that. Yeah, there was that was just set the tone for the day with <laughs> everybody trying to one-up each other. So then we came out after the half-time, Mia finally got a well-deserved break and Kayla came on. Then not much really happened. I think Kayla done quite well, Alan. And then there was some more shrubs. Cathy finally got a rest, Tess got a rest, and Michelle and Ailey came on, and then we kind of kicked on for there. Yeah, I think that's the most impressive I've seen Kayla Jardin this, this season. She's had some wee cameos off, off the bench, but... I think she benefited coming out and getting a full 45. You know, she showed some bravery on the ball. You know, she was taking players on. She was committing players. She she was holding on to the ball well. And her crosses were dangerous. And she was extremely unlucky not to add to the stunning goals. Absolutely rattled the crossbar. And it's probably still shaking for, for that shot, even, even now. But if she keeps playing like that, she'll definitely push... Mia and Jodie as options outright. Yeah, after after kind of half time card, we noticed there was kind of that lull. I think it was the changes kind of upset the rhythm a wee bit, like the break. Then obviously the changes kind of upset that a wee bit. But once they started kind of clicking, you could see what like Kayla could bring to the team, what like Ailey could bring to the team, and even Michelle, like you wouldn't even have known she was there, but she done everything kind of tidied up when she needed to. And, put in a decent performance. Yeah, we just kind of settled back into that. It's the second half. We're winning. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And then I think after Kayla rattles that crossbar, it kind of wakes everyone back up again and goes, oh, we're still in this. We still, you know, get time to score more goals. But I'd argue we should keep her now. I wouldn't want to send her to Motherwell back on loan because she's absolutely flying at the moment for us. And she really can bring something to the team with assists and passes and you know, she's not shy on the ball. She's just a superb player, because apparently that's my favourite word now. Um, and it, <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. Um, she's just absolutely phenomenal, and I think we should keep her because she offers something kind of different. She's very quick on the ball and good at getting the, the passes off that we needed today, almost, in that second half to get everybody going again. I think the difficulty with that is when we get Lizzie back, when we get Megan back, when we get Brogan back. So yeah. it might be a case of keep her till January and then 
maybe a loner at it then, Alan, would you say? I think definitely it'll be something that'll be looked at for not just Kayla, but a few of the players that are in and around the first team squad right now. Once we do get players fit, you know, just be it's key to getting these girls games in the first team. You, you look at how Jodie and Kirsty have progressed having last season under their belt and obviously the games the season before as well. You know, players like Mason, like Kayla, like Laura Berry, they need minutes under their belt and they need to be playing first team football. You know, they need more than just playing in the 18s. So right right now you're seeing the difference is that players are getting more exposure to that. But if they're not going to be playing, we would be better loaning out one or two. Yep, definitely. So it'll be interesting to see once we kind of get the experienced players back, what happens to these younger ones. But they're certainly taking their chances today. Uh, so then we had a couple of free kicks Dundee right, were getting a bit kind of tired and frantic and pulling us in. The free kicks weren't particularly going that well, card, until we got one when Kirsty Howitt decided to take it in the 79th minute. She did indeed. She was on her hat trick and she was ready for it. She'd obviously watched the, I think it was the Nick and Tess fiasco just moments before it and she decides not it's my turn and she just absolutely rifles at home it's another great goal and you know she's definitely in confidence now she's flying at the moment from that game so hopefully that can continue into the next few games and keep her going uh well with scoring the goals but another absolute screamer of a goal yep a great hat trick alan and as we'd say, Kirsty's that kind of confidence player that once you start scoring, you can't stop her. These are the perfect games for her to kind of build that confidence. And she's kicked off great the day with a hat trick. Oh, definitely. And obviously, a second goal that we'd spoke about in that free kick that Carl's just spoke about were absolutely sensational goals. But everybody's important for Kirsty will be that, that first goal. It was pretty much at close range in the six-yard box, you know, being in the right place and getting the contact on it and, and finishing. You know, we've seen this season, she's getting into good positions, but maybe not quite getting the contact. So getting a ver- variety of goals a day will do her confidence in the world good. Absolutely. Hopefully she kicks one here and we can stop her and she leads that goal-scoring chart that we said she was going <laughs> to. Uh, so she was she got a hat trick just in time because then she got subbed off. Mason Clark came on, which I think was actually her senior debut for us. Am I right? Because she's played in cup games, but I think that's like I her so. so she got about ten minutes. But we think of her car, we've seen her obviously at the younger age groups and she's kinda of that broken hay kick type player, but what did you think of her when she came on? I mean, she didn't look out of place when she came on. She really just slotted in and continued what had kind of been left off before her. And she just was kind of unlucky herself to not get a goal, but she was just running down that wing and, you know, playing really good crosses in. And her and Rachel were linking up really well together. So just absolutely phenomenal from her. We know what she's capable of. She's absolutely lethal in front of goal, but also in terms of tackles and 
assessment stuff. She's just so good. So hopefully this will give her a bit of fire under to say, well, she's she's got her league debut. She can then kick on and keep getting minutes because we don't want to keep running Jodie and Mia and that into the ground. We want to have more options there with, you know, Brogan and Megan being out at the moment. So we need to utilise these players while we've got them before we pick up another injury or two and then we're kind of, screwed so it, it was phenomenal to see her come on and you can see how much it meant to her and her family how buzzing she was and her mum was just having a great time enjoying it sitting next to us watching her daughter play so it was just phenomenal it was great to see the young team just keep firing Alan they're just our youth academy is just absolutely phenomenal nothing more so than Kirsty McLean and I think that her goal for me was like goal of the day what an absolute sensational goal for superb, as Car keeps saying. Right, let's let's call it an absolutely superb goal, you know, because it because it was, you know, and, and I think it was summed up even the look on Kirsty's face when she scored it. You know, she even she couldn't believe she'd scored a goal that good, but she's more than capable. You know, we've been crying out for her to take take more chances and just have a go. We've seen some absolutely tremendous goals from a, from range last season, so she's more capable. But this was on a weaker foot. This was on a left foot, and I've not had a chance to see a replay it yet. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that goal probably more than any of the rest of them. You know, had his up gone gone mental, and rightly so. It was an absolutely sensational strike. That was fantastic, Card. It was just one of the goals that. She's as Alan said, she's got it at a locker, but you just want to see that more. She's just got a great well, great two feet on her, really. She can do magical things, but she just needs to do it more often. Uh, she doesn't shoot enough for me because she could do things like that. If anybody watched the Ross Vale game last season, it's almost similar to the goal she scored in that. Maybe not not quite as far out as that one was, but she just she creates a space for herself and then it's like a half volley almost on her weaker foot and it's just I've written unstoppable because there's no chance anybody's getting near that and she's just got it in her and she's just so shy and coy about it it's like oh I didn't mean to do that oh I'd like uh, it was like an accident almost whereas if that was anybody else they'd be walking around like I own this place like look what I can do kind of thing so I think she needs to be a little bit less humble and just kind of own that she can do that and do it more often because before that there was a couple of shots that were going high and wide kind of from similar areas and she just kind of steps up and does what nobody else could do in that moment. Then her final goal of the day was another of those three magical words even Penalty Rangers again, Alan. Two penalties in one day. We must have been dreaming. Well, as I said earlier, when we spoke about the first one, you'll never tire of hearing those three words. Although I think uh, as much as we're all delighted to see a penalty, Laura Berry was absolutely furious at it because she was clean through and goal. Defenders made absolutely zero attempt to play the ball and just wiped her out. And... On, on an odd day, you would probably have wanted Laura to be given a penalty, but Rio in the hat trick, you know, the, the right thing to do, she, she's going to take it. And it just cap, capped it off. We wanted to go up there and put on a performance and score goals, and we've come back down the road, seven goals up. 
You wait long enough for a hat trick card and then you get two in one day. I mean, we joked about it on the way up. We were saying, oh, maybe they'll both get hat tricks. And I was like, I mean, I don't see that happening. After the Partick game, and I'm sitting saying, it's going to be tight. We will struggle. And then we get two hat tricks in one game and then multiple other absolute screaming goals. So you can't complain with it. But I was just so gutted for Laura because if she just hit it that little bit quicker, maybe, and the defender wouldn't have got a chance if she would have been on for a goal. But just buzzing for real because I think she's kind of struggled the last couple of games to kind of get in and get some goals for herself and she's kind of been playmaker so just you know at 93rd minute to you know the game was already won but win it on a on a hat trick for real and you know go out basically the last kick of the ball was just an all-round superb performance from everyone. Yeah good to see us finally <laughs> taking our chances get the bag and the goals and kind of getting that goal difference to me, but so who would your player of the match be, Alan? We were obviously talking about that on the way down. Uh, Kirsty Howie and Rio have to be right in amongst that for their hat-tricks. I thought Kayla Jardine was excellent when she came on in the second half. I'd probably lean towards Kirsty McLean. Haven't sort of thought about it since since the game. We talked about our, our assist for Kirsty Howitt's second goal. You know, Kirsty McLean's goal herself was probably enough to win player a match. But overall, performance was another excellent performance. Uh, Kirsty McLean masterclass. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Even if she's no assistant, she's always in amongst the build up. For me as well, so I would pick Kirsty McLean as well. What about you, Kath? I mean, I was also going to pick Kirsty McLean just because everything that happened today kind of came through her in one way or another, whether it was an assist, whether she was just guiding the ball in the midfield to get it back forward. It was just for her age, I think we forget kind of almost how young she is currently, that she's just so up there with talent and effort and hard work she's just absolutely phenomenal so for me it's got to be Kirsten McLean and that's no slight on Kirsty Howitt and Rio obviously Rio had two penalties so hers was slightly easier a hat trick than Kirsty Howitt but just it's so difficult to pick today because you could probably make a case for just about everyone apart from Vic who didn't have much to do but that's what we like we would like our defenders to do their jobs and just keep Vic bored and shouting space at everyone. <laughs> yep so a good result today. We're back top of the league, although obviously City and Celtic have a game in hand after their Champions League games. Uh, so up next, we've got Motherwell, Wednesday. All the teams are playing Wednesday, so mm. oh, that'll be good. Uh, it's an eight o'clock kickoff, and we're at Broadwood. So do we think there'll be any changes in the team, Alan? I think it might be one or two. Uh it might be a chance to freshen up, but I think the change will more likely come for the bench. If I was putting money on it, I'd probably see the same same eleven will start. I think if we've got to see changes to start lineup, we'll probably see him for next Sunday at Montrose. Do you agree with that, Kath? Yeah, I think so. I think just with you know the players that we do have at the moment, I think we'll want to start strong against Motherwell. So you probably play the same starting eleven that started today, with maybe the only exception being Michelle Coulson. Maybe bring her back in from the start and you know see if that helps a wee bit with Cathy still saying her knees a little bit bothering her and with the mask and everything. 
But other than that, there isn't really much choice unless Sarah Ewans is maybe back. But that would be incredibly harsh on Laura Berry to take her out after the game she's had today. So I think you'd probably start that way. And then maybe the Montrose game, as Alan has said, you bring the kind of younger ones in, Mason Clark, and that would give them more of a chance. Yeah, because Motherwell, what do we see? They're about seventh place. So not terrible, but they are a bit of a step up, arguably, for Dundee United because... They can score, they can get some results. So I can't, I personally can't see many changes. Maybe Mason could maybe come in, but I can't see it. I think it'll be kind of same as today. We've not really got that much that we can change. So I, no, be... I don't think Mason's gone for a 15 minute cameo to a, straight to a start. I think she'll work her way into the team off the bench for, for a few few games and, and then we'll, we'll see her get more and more minutes. Kind of like you've seen Kayla Jardine had sm- smaller appearances and then the day she's getting 45 minutes in the second half. And I think Joe will build the younger players up to that before they're actually starting games. Yeah, very thought it's probably Kayla that's going to get in ahead of Mason if there was to be a change. Let's see. So, yep, that game's on Wednesday. I don't think it's going to be live shown anywhere so tickets are available now so if you want to watch as you need to be at Broadwood um, or as for loans Becca Taylor played 85 minutes today and got player of the match they did lose 4-0 to Aberdeen but as we've spoken about it's good to see her coming on performing well and player of the match suggests she's had quite a good performance Alan I think for an attacker, then getting player of the match in a team that's lost the game 4 now shows how well she's played. You know, she, I think that was her first start for Hamilton. You know, and as we just, as I just said, mentioned about her younger players still at the club, they'll, they'll earn their starts based on appearances for the bench. And we spoke last week about Becca coming on for the last sort of 30 minutes and helping Hamilton get back into it against Dundee United. So she's obviously doing a lot to impress at Hamilton. It's, it's alone, it's working well for her. Worked well for Ellie Austin, as we've mentioned, last season. So hopefully she'll kick on for here and go, and, go on a run of starting games. Uh, for the other loads, obviously Megan Cunningham was back at goals for Partick. They got a clean sheet. Jenna Ferguson was on the bench. Surprisingly, I thought she would have come back in, but she never. And Lucy Edmund was on the bench as well, which is bizarre when she's going to get experience and she kind of get on the pitch for Queen's Park. Okay. Yeah, it's bizarre. I don't. Why did we send her on loan to you know a, a lower team than us? for experience and yet she can't get a game. It seems kind of counterintuitive and almost pointless because what's she going to learn that she won't learn just training full-time with us and being on the bench for us and obviously not getting much game time, but she'll learn more in a full-time environment than she will a part-time team then training with us half of the week and then not playing games. It's, It's kind of nonsense in my opinion, but maybe they're saving her for later down the line once she's got more confidence and more of a chance, but don't know much about Queen's Park, but they seem to be flying at the moment, so maybe they're scared to change it in case it doesn't work and then it costs them a place of coming up. I don't know, but, you know, very surprised Jenna Ferguson didn't come back in, but then Claire Doherty 
who I think she came in to replace, is back. So I think that's maybe the case that she's back to, you know, she's a full-time player for them. So it's going to be hard for her to displace her now at this point. But overall, other than Lucy, I'm fairly happy with how everyone's doing. I'd like Hamilton to do a bit better, just, you know, for everyone's confidence and for Becca to feel a little bit better because she must be playing her socks off to get 85 minutes from a start and... The team lose again, so it's just a bit demoralising for her when you know we want to be building them up. But it's good that she's getting the minutes. She'll certainly be the most resilient player if she keeps getting bad about every week, and then she comes back, she'll be she'll be fine. Um, so yeah, we'll go to the score predictor then, Alan. How did everybody get on? Obviously, we only five games this weekend. There was slightly less points available. And Hibs beating uh, Hearts meant even less points from almost everybody. Only one got Hibs to actually beat Hearts, which helped Chris Kenny be top scorer for the week. So well done to Chris. Well done to Jackie Laney, who made made the first entry into the the competition this weekend. Uh, started with nine points. couple of results re- really pushed people. Obviously Hibs won. You know, a few weren't sure on on uh, Aberdeen game how that would go. So after we finish the podcast, I'll update the table and post it onto the group. So for anybody watching, by the time you get to this point in the podcast, I'll already be on the Facebook group. But just a reminder for everybody who leaves it late to do their predictions, we'll, we'll have a midweek round this week. So Get your predictions in nice and early. Car. Hear that, hear that, Car. Get your predictions in early. And just because I've done it twice in a row doesn't mean that I'm always going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> it probably does. I appreciate that. I'll need to write it down. I always keep forgetting. Well, that's good for a good debut there for a new player. I'm proud of Chris. Also, before we go, shout out to Martin and his family for creating our amazing t-shirts they're so comfy thank you very much Hello, I think Alan's is behind him and I can see that so on, on display behind me it's on, it's on. if I remember what what finger to point so <laughs> well, yeah, we really appreciate that that was really nice so if we've got anything else we want to mention either of these um, maybe just you know the badges are now on pre-order. It's a pre-order. They won't be here for potentially a month. There's some production at the moment, but they are available on the website. And obviously, once they arrive, they'll be available. You know, to collect from games. Scarves are extremely limited now. I think I've only got seven left at this point. So, if anybody's wanting any, I've just taken them off the website completely and just come up to us at a game, and it'll be first come first serve. Whoever gets the last them gets the last them, and then they're done. I'll potentially look at doing another run if there's enough demand for it. But, you know, it takes a few months to get things organised and ordered and stuff. So we'll see what happens in the future. But just because anybody's wanting to go on an ordered one and they're not on the website anymore. Alan, anything else you want to mention? We should make a quick mention that it's brilliant to see so many people travelling. You know, it was a big support we took up to Dundee, which isn't a, a local trip for most people. So... The, the away support is definitely growing, so let's hope we continue to see it growing at home at Broadwood as well. Absolutely. A bit of a shorter one tonight, but 
with us being on kind of later and that, I think we've covered as much as we possibly can, especially you know, seeing the, uh, the goals back as we've had the luxury the past few <laughs> games. But hopefully we've done it justice. So, as always, thank you to Alan and thank you to Kath. Thank you. Enjoyed that. Thank you both. We'll see you next time. Thanks again. <laughs>